Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this terrific Tuesday. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guy, Henry Chisholm. Henry, thanks for joining me today. Oh, absolutely. Like, I feel like this is the best part of the year. Mm. Like, like, you jump on during the season, and there's, like, a lot of, like, hard-hitting topics and those sorts of things you got to get to. <laughs> but, like, this time, like, the reason I'm here is because Ryan just took a day off because why not? <laughs> it's awesome. And so I just get to, like, hang out and, and bullshit, and it's going to be a good time. And uh, and big – I'm pumped to be joined by you because you're a big SC fan, from what I understand. Big USC <sighs> fan. I mean, let's just look at this phone case. Wow. Glittery USC guy. Uh-huh. Wow. So what happened was – When did you switch? It's been a week. It's been a week since I've had this. It's awful. It's like glittery USC, the glitter moves. <laughs> I lost my fantasy basketball league by not setting a lineup for like two and a half months. Mm, yeah, that's how do it. Yeah, yeah, it does do it. Same, it does it in football too, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. But um, the punishment, obviously, they get to pick out your phone case. And as somebody who spends all day talking to Colorado Buffaloes by sticking my phone <laughs> in their face, it's going to be real fun to, to have this on there until October. Yeah, so. that's impressive. Now, why did they <sighs> go with uh, USC? Because there's no true rival. I I think is the answer. Like Nebraska, I guess could also work, but yeah, like twenty yeah, years like, ago would have worked exactly. Yeah, so it's like ago. USC people hate that right. I have this. Yeah, it's awful. And now I think it, it's more than just people in the Pac-12. I think the country kind of hates USC with what they've yeah. done and Lincoln Riley. I don't think I people are cheering for them outside of Trojan fans. Yeah. So this is also obviously off season for me. Like football schedules the same everywhere. Yeah. Yesterday, actually, so two days ago. I was super bored, and I was like, well, you know what? I have a couple hours in my hands. I'm going to build the entire CU roster on Madden. <laughs> and so now I have a roster with the Broncos and the Buffs, and then I realized I didn't have anybody to play. And so yesterday, I built the entire USC roster. Wow. Like, I included, like, six receivers on there just because I, I had to get down to Brendan Rice. Wow. Not the no cheap shots here, but yeah. <laughs> um, and then I play a game. I was the Buffs. Kept it within seven. Nice. Yep. nice. So uh, there's a there's the standard for this season. Man, that is incredible. You do have some time on your hands. I do. So I'm happy that you're joining me today. Yes. Because Broncos, while it is the offseason, yesterday, Henry, we mm-hmm. got to see our first OTA practice. And, man, we talked about it yesterday. But Russell Wilson just displayed not just being a great quarterback, but mm-hmm. he displayed the legs and his ability to manipulate the pocket, to run left and right, to turn his back to the defense, something yes. you should never do. Yet he uh. turns around and throws a touchdown from that. And also, he did take off a couple of times up the field. One of them was for a touchdown. The other one, he probably would have got absolutely clobbered at the one-yard line. <laughs> but but hey, it's his practice, so he doesn't have to worry about that. But that was just something that I think was the biggest takeaway, mm-hmm. where Russ is 33 years old. He turns 34 in November, and and man, the way he plays right now, you just still can't tell. I love hearing every word of that. <laughs> like, it's the best part. Like, I was reading through basically anybody who wrote a recap of yesterday. I read it. Like, I went through all the tweets, watching all the press conferences. There's that one play in particular that everybody's talking about that's like, Russ drops back, he like rolls out to the left, swings back around to the yeah, right, yeah. hits somebody in the end zone. And then the team just like circles him, and there's like a <laughs> yeah. big party. And then. The comments on Twitter, my goodness. It's like all these salty CF fans are like, <laughs> yeah. she's like, oh, it's a loser franchise celebrating in practice. Like, 
They have a quarterback. Yeah. I'm hyped too. I want to yeah. be in the party in the middle of the field. Like that sounds incredible. It, the practice should be fun because yes. games should be fun. You're supposed to practice how you yes. play, right? I, and you're going to be scoring some touchdowns. You're going to be celebrating. It's okay to have some fun in practice. And absolutely. The, the, it's not like the, the celebration shut down practice for five minutes. No, it's just a bunch of high fives. Awesome. And, and people. But the defense also did it too. So I, I, mm-hmm. I love that. People are having fun. And that, boy, you would think Pete Carroll would make practice fun. So Seahawks fans would be used yeah, to that. Uh, and Nathaniel Hackett certainly wants to make practice fun. Last year, there, there was no fun to be had because, one, <laughs> there was no scoring by the offense but for the Broncos in practice. And then, two, it was Vic Fangio. There was no music. There was no fun there. I, I love that it's different. It's incredible. It's a, The one thing I'm worried about, the one thing Uh-oh. at all that I'm Uh-oh. worried about is what happens if, like, Justin Simmons – is sitting back there, like back in the defense, middle third, whatever. Maybe it's man in front and he's just all alone. And he gets distracted because he's in awe of Russell Wilson. That's what I don't want. Like as long as everybody during the play is able to focus on the play and not on how incredible it is that Russell Wilson's back there shaking around and throwing the ball as far as he can, then I'm good. Then I'm happy. Well, so yesterday there there was a play where Russ danced a little bit and that confused the defense. And so a zone Mm -hmm. separated and a guy went, uh, followed another receiver where he shouldn't. And Corton Sutton was left wide open. Russ saw him. It was just a dead shot. Zipped the ball in, and then PJ Locke came flying out of nowhere to bat the ball away. And Cortland said, Where the frick did he come from? <laughs> and Justin said, We're everywhere, man. We're oh. everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the part that really gets me going about all this is just thinking about the what football wise this could mean. Because I do think that, like, the Seahawks, the Seahawks kind of got stuck in the Russell Wilson will save us mode. It's like, Okay, send everybody deep, see if somebody gets open. If not, Russell, figure something out. Right. With Nathaniel Hackett, you get to run an actual play that should get somebody open quickly. And then if that doesn't work, then you get to run like the, okay, everybody run to where there's no coverage. See if you can get open. If you're the guy who gets open, Russ is going to get you the ball. And there's going to be an even bigger play than the one that was coming before. It's great. It's It's a great point. And and I saw a a, a really good balance of both of those yesterday. But one thing that happened pretty much every single play was Russ was on the move. And you know what? Russ is good on the move. So put him on the move. And and, (laughs) and it's also something uh, that a player talked about last week. I don't remember who, but he said uh, this offense is designed to to make every play look the exact same, and mm-hmm. so the defense can't be tipped off to that. And it does look like that. And Ru- Russ is doing the similar thing on every single play, and it can be a stretch zone handoff where then he boots it back to the yep. left and everyone's going to the right. Because and it's Javante freaking exactly. Williams over there. <laughs> and that's it. You have to respect that, yeah. right? Because if you don't and you leave some guys slow, well, Javante's just going to bull, bull over a cornerback. Uh, but then if everyone does follow Javante, well, you swing back and then you have Albert O flying over yep. the top at, at 4 4 9 4 speed against the linebacker and then if he's covered well Russ can just take off yeah it does feel like this is perfect for what Russell Wilson does and and like the details that need to be worked out like those are real it's going to take some time to figure out what exactly works and what doesn't and in all this looking the same stuff that applies in in close games if something goes wrong and you wind up down 10 points in the middle of the third quarter well that kind of goes out the window and you got to start chucking the ball around and so it's not just going to be this awesome offense it sounds like but these first quarters, like if they want to work off a script even, I'm curious to see whether they do that. The fact that you have Russell Wilson ru- working in this wide zone West Coast system, again, it just feels like the perfect match. Mm-hmm. Scare them about that way and then go that way. Yep. Or if, they, if they're if they not committing that way, send it to Javante. Yep. And if they overcommit, send it to Javante and let him cut back. Like There's just so many different ways that you beat a team when you have this combination of this offense with this quarterback and these running backs, and it's just about the offensive line and yeah. whether they can yeah. actually yeah. protect Russ and block for the running game. A hundred percent. And and if that was probably the most disappointing thing of yesterday yeah. was the offensive line. However, I don't want to knock them because they're the only two guys that are pretty stable. And even yesterday, the only guy that was really stable there was Garrett Bowles. He was the only huh. one that didn't change positions because Quinn Miners, I fully expect him to be a starter, uh, mm-hmm. probably at right guard, but there's a chance he could be left guard or center. I, I don't think it's going to be center, but they wanted to get Natani Muti some snaps yeah. at right guard. So he was playing right guard. So not even that spot well, was the same all day. So there was a lot of rotations on the offensive line. You had Ben Braden playing starting right tackle at some points, Don't rotating with Tom Compton. Don't love that. <laughs> no, I'm going, 
that's 64. Okay, interesting. But it's because Calvin Anderson has a little mm -hmm. injury, uh, and then Billy Turner also has an injury. So mm -hmm. it, it's not something to be concerned about. But Russ had all this success yesterday, didn't throw a red zone interception, had many mm -hmm. touchdowns, uh, not that many interceptions. And he had all that success with a bad offensive line. Because, look, I, I like the Broncos front uh, of, of pass rushers that they can bring, and they mm -hmm. were getting after Russ. But then Russ mm -hmm. was making moves, and Russ is used to that because he's used to totally. Seattle having a really bad offensive line. This one's going to be better, but yesterday, even if it's not perfect, we still got to see, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect for Russ to still cook. Yeah, and I'm I'm really high on that line. It, that interior part of the line in particular. Yeah. It's just whether they figure it out this season or next season like because because now you're in this win now window that potentially you didn't really see coming a year ago no and so you're kind of yep. building for the future building organically natani moody is a freak talent mm -hmm. like the fact that they picked him up in the fifth round sixth round whatever that yep. is yep that was a steal yep now you just need to wait for him to come around because he's still only 22 23 yep. and i think hackett was talking about yesterday yep. like he's so big like yep. it turns out he can move laterally which was the big question coming out yep. like you know that he can go forward I think eventually he's going to be a solid football player at worst. Quinn Miners, same thing. Like, you knew he was a project last year. And now is he ready to put the pieces together? Maybe. Right. And at least you have, like, a, a yeah. Graham Glasgow. You have a, a, you know, Lloyd Cushenberry. He's a year ahead of these guys. Is he ready to kick it up a notch? And he could fit a lot better in this system. Totally. Totally. He's, he's not a guy that you say, okay, uh, go, go uh, uh, pancake this 330-pound guy. No, he's a guy who you ask to go left yep. and right. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's a lot like the the like 90s late 90s offensive line like the the story right. about mike shanahan yep. before the super bowl i think it was the falcon super bowl where it's like you know everybody's writing about how our offensive line is undersized and honestly i think they might have a point just fire <laughs> up tom nailing and the boys and they <laughs> yeah. go out there and there's cut blocking and yeah. all that stuff yeah. like in this system you can get away with that and obviously lloyd cushionberry fits right in there moody's a bigger guy but still has that mobility that's why he's a freak yep. and so you see how all these pieces could really really work together and I'd still love, I mean, I think in a perfect world, you wind up with a good left tackle, spend a first round pick that you don't have at this point, but that's fine yeah. uh, on a left tackle, flip bulls over to the right and just run behind him. I think that things would go really well. But I guess the good news is if you're worried about the bulls holding, and this is a bit of a tangent, I guess, you'd think Russell's going to be rolling out to the right more than the left. You would. And yep. so you're not asking him to make point. those long blocks right there. So yep. Billy Turner can just play the angles right, be the vet that you need him to be. Yep. You should be in good shape. When he doesn't have the, the holding in history True. like Garrett Bowles does. So, so that certainly does help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I really like that point, Hank. And we're going to see Russ moving a lot this year. And some of it's going to be by design. So, mm -hmm. Henry, I want to get into this. Where does Russ rank in the NFL, in the AFC West, in terms of his running ability, in terms of his scrambling ability? And there's a lot of ways that you mm -hmm. can take this and break this down. Is How elusive is he? Because that's not necessarily yep. the exact same as scrambling. And I want to dive into all of that. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where, Henry, they're just handing out $150 to anyone that places a $5 money line bet Crazy. on any NBA game. All you have to do is place that $5 bet. You get $150 in your account for new for new users. And place a $5 bet on any of the Mavs or the Warriors tonight, and boom, there you go. You get $150 in your account, which then you can use on the Avs tomorrow night. And, man, after a huge game last night, Avs coming home. It feels feels time to end this series, Hank. That was incredible. And I should say, I was at the DMVR bar last night for, for that game. Incredible. Mm -hmm. During the game, they flashed up the odds. I think it was when they were up 4-1. Mm -hmm. They're like plus 140 to win the cup. Oof. Like so, it, man. It didn't. It turns out that if you'd got them at plus three hundred a month ago yep. to to win the cup, that was a steal. Great odds, which is crazy yep. to think about. It, it, it's so <laughs> yeah. it's so crazy to think about, and that's kind of exactly where it is with the Warriors right now. Mm -hmm. They were a couple weeks ago at three hundred. Now they're like floating just above one forty. So maybe if you want to get value on those teams, you parlayed them uh, together. And yes. right now, Avs are obviously heavy favorites going into tomorrow night over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, the the puck line, minus one and a half goals, plus 100. Wow. Only plus 100. You're barely getting wow. any juice on them. But if you still want to get in and get them at plus 100 uh, for the one and a half puck line, you can do that over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And when you sign up, use that code DNVR. 
I mentioned this, but the DMVR bar was popping last night. It was incredible. It was so much fun. Like it was. I, I think honestly, the most fun nights at the DMVR bar. It's when they give up that first goal, and you mm. have this kind of like grind of a game, grind of a game, and you get three goals in two <laughs> yeah. and a half minutes, and you're just yeah. like, oh boy, here here they come. Yep. It was just electric. It was just electric. You know, there were people who brought cinnamon rolls, they brought cookies. <laughs> I had the time of my life. Uh, yeah, it was it was a great time. If you want to give Hank the time of his life, just bring cinnamon rolls and cookies. And Breckenridge beers. And Breckenridge beers, absolutely. Also the buffalo chicken sandwich. Mm. I had to go to the gym this morning. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was an incredible night. So many good beers. If you're not coming down here for these games, it better be because you're at the arena. You know, that's what I've done. I think yep. I think every Avs playoff game, I've either been at the arena or been at the bar, and I can't imagine doing it any other way. Uh, no. Get down here on Wednesday, or I mean, if you're at the arena, whatever. <laughs> you're probably going to regret it. This is free to go to that's like 200 bucks it's true uh, dmvr bar though it's awesome members get uh the 24 ounce beers for the price of 16 ounce beers what's what could be better than that you can't yeah you, you, you can't beat it maybe the only way you can beat it henry mm-hmm. and, and you said you gotta be at the stadium or here mm-hmm. and maybe not even ball arena however you do want to be a ball arena if you're given free tickets from our friends Ooh. over at breckenridge brewery and you can give someone free tickets by nominating them uh through breckenridge brewery because what they're doing during the entire avs playoff series is they're giving community stars a pair of playoff tickets to Every single playoff game, including the Stanley Cup Finals. And, man, the Avs are inching their way closer to that every single week. And so how do you do that? Well, go to breckbrew.com, and you can find the link on how to nominate a community star. They're also going to get hooked up with some Breckenridge beer. Of course, mm-hmm. the Avalanche Ale, which is delicious, and, and, and the beer of the of the Avalanche during this playoff run. Y'all, they're also going to get uh, really cool Avalanche gear. And so, of course, do that. And then also get in on some delicious Breck Brews. Go to their website, breckbrew.com, and find their Breck beer locator on the top right-hand side to find the Breckenridge brew because, man, you're going to want that co- that avalanche ale for playoff time. So good. All right, Henry, let's jump into this. And where do, you, where do we start? What, what, how do we define a running, a scrambling quarterback? Because I think when you think of a running, scrambling quarterback, at least in, to my mind and probably yours as well, probably everyone's, the one guy that comes to mind when you think of the best right now is Lamar Jackson. It's easy. And uh, maybe Kyler Murray. I mean, is he number two? I, I bumped him down. But it was it was really Ooh. tough. It was really really tough. Okay. Um, yeah. So so before we started the show, uh, I, I sent this idea to Henry last night, and instead of texting me back, I never got text back. What what yeah. knowing if he <laughs> wanted to do this, but it's because he was just diving into the work. He ranked all thirty two quarterbacks, 32, yeah, one to thirty two, and so I don't really want to give away. I don't want to go like one to thirty two right no. now, but I do feel like. There's a big drop after like the true, true, true scramblers. Yeah. But I'm trying to think who number two would be if Lamar's one and you have Kyler three. Four. No, Kyler four. four. Who am I forgetting here? Uh, okay. Um, boy. I'll, I'll say this. So my thought was if you're in a game situation okay. and you say, I need my quarterback to run for X amount of yards, like maybe it's 10, maybe it's five, maybe it's three. Okay. Who do you want that guy to be? Because it is kind of weird. Mm. You know, a Russell, Russell Wilson does not run like he used to. Right. But more importantly, he doesn't run as often as he used to because he tries to protect himself. So I kind of threw that part out and just right. said, like, when it's time to run and pick up some yards, who does that best? Hmm. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. I will saying. say number two might be kind of tough because I went, I went a little bit stat heavy on this one. Is Josh Allen? Three. Josh Allen's three. Yep. Okay, so stat heavy. So a guy that has racked up a lot of rushing yards. Yards or touchdowns. Yards or touchdowns from the quarterback position. So I'm the the way you're selling this is it's a big guy. Like you it would, would be think? it would be a Josh Allen, but it's not. Oh, Jalen Hurts? It's Jalen Hurts. Ah, That's Jose a good call in the comment the section. Yeah. Thank you. Or both of you guys. Yeah, Chad also uh in the comment section. Huh. I know. It was a tough one to place him because there's a mm. bunch of them who were similar. No, he had that's 10 fair. rushing touchdowns last year. Wow. Second most of, for a quarterback, I think, was five. And wow. most of these guys, like, I think Lamar had, like, two? Yep. Three, L- something yep. like that. Yep, Lamar yeah. had two. Lamar um, had, uh, wow, Jalen Hurts had the most rushing yards Isn't, as well. Yeah. He so I was like, more you, just, rushing yards. you gotta put okay. him up there. Yep, I y- think you have uh, to. Some of that is obviously, like, he... 
He doesn't throw the ball quite as well as some of the others, so that means you, you kind of have to run the ball right, a little bit. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I did put him at two. Kyler, as I said, four. But mm-hmm. he was my number two at first, and I was, like, shifting these guys around. It's it's a tough call up there at the top because they're also yeah. different. I mean, yeah. Josh Allen. Right. Like, if it's, a, if it's a third and two, Josh Allen might be your number one because you know he's going to fall forward no matter what. Man, they, it, that's, that's a great point in the red zone. You, you definitely yeah. want him. And I was thinking that there was a, a top three, although I would have included Kyler Murray in there, but last mm-hmm. year's stats say uh, no there's there's only a top there, there's a top three and it's mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen all of those guys averaged over or had over 750 rushing yards crazy last year that's over 45 rushing yards per game and then you have a massive drop off to Kyler Murray yep. who had 423 rushing yards now Kyler didn't play in every game last year he played in mm-hmm. 14 games but Lamar Jackson played in 12 games yeah. <laughs> uh Jalen Hurts played in 15 games did and- Tyler Huntley have more rushing yards than Kyler Oh my gosh, Tyler Huntley? Is he um, on there? More than Kyler? He did not. He had ah. 294. Ah, but okay. he only played in seven games. Yeah. So his per game average was more. Yeah. Wow. Like Tyler, sneaky, Tyler Huntley might be the, the guy you go for if you're. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess at this point, you wait till next year's class to draft quarterback if you need a quarterback because that's right. going to be a freaky right. class. But right now, Ooh. like if you're the Panthers saying, like, oh, maybe we just need a little upgrade, try something new. Tyler Huntley's good. Tyler Huntley was getting a lot of buzz last year yeah. for that guy, and it, it's all dropped off this offseason. Totally. I mean, it's a great point. I've not even thought about him. I wonder if it's just because the Ravens are, like, you have Lamar. You know that at some point he's probably going to miss a game because right. of the way he plays. Tyler right. Huntley, if you have a good backup, you just roll with it. Yep. It's Dude, not worth much, a fourth-round oh, pick. How much do you pay him then? That's going to be interesting. It is. Because you're also going to have to pay Lamar, which they haven't done yet. And this is kind of part of the conversation. Lamar wants to be a $50, $55 million quarterback. And he should be. He he absolutely should be. And the interesting thing is uh, every report that comes out says Ravens are just waiting for him to be ready, which is crazy that he's not ready, especially Mm -hmm. with the way he plays. Seems backwards. But it it does seem backwards. And it also seems like, wait, what – are the Ravens going to want to invest $250 million fully guaranteed into him? Which he's, he deserves and he should be, but just the injuries is scary with him. It is it is scary. And and it's not even because of him. That's the thing. Right. Is it's like not even because of what's happened to him. Nope. It's because of Cam Newton. And it's because of like RG3. And you just go through those guys and it's like, I don't know if it's sustainable. So I don't know. Lamar, he's taking a gamble. Because yeah. you know every year you wait you're getting another 10 million per year just because of the way the quarterback market works. Right. Same reason the people want the Broncos to extend Russ right now. It's because if you wait till next year, there's another five, $10 million yeah. a year that you're going to have to pay him <laughs> yep. when the time comes. Exactly. So you understand that part of wanting to wait, but also whew, just, just take the money and run when it's that much. Yep. Oh, I, I totally agree. And speaking, speaking of the Ravens and speaking of contracts, quick little news here, Kyle Fuller, just signed with the Ravens. I don't think any Broncos fans are too disappointed about that. No, that is a good fit. Though. I mean, I just think they have good corners, and so they aren't going to ask him to do that much. Right. For for the role that they're asking him to play, he'll be good. Like, you still worry about the deep coverage, but if when he's on the field, he just covers their slowest receiver or plays like a flat or something like that, right. you're going to be just fine. Right. And and he did have a ton of miss moments. He didn't have very many hit moments, but mm-hmm. he, he was solid once he came back after being benched yeah. a little bit. So a, a little People bit of news out there. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and some bad games. All right, Hank, how, how do we go through this? So we're, we're talking about a guy that you want to get three to ten yards consistently yeah let's say let's say there is three categories equally weighted you gotta get you gotta pick up a third and three a third and five and a third and ten Mm, so you gotta balance all of them i like that okay and so definitely lamar uh definitely josh allen jalen hurts Mm -hmm. uh kyler you said he was your four okay i agree there and now uh, is russ in the conversation now Briefly, I do think that because it's kind of the tier change, he he is in this next five or so. Okay. Yeah, six, five, six or so. Okay. And who do we have in there? Um, probably have to have. Well, do you have Justin Fields in there yet? Yeah. Okay, Justin Fields, and that and that's fair. Last year, he yep. he did have a good statistical rushing season where he averaged almost six yards per carry and had four hundred and twenty yards. So that that nice that's also yeah yeah exactly. Four, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Lightshade. Too bad he didn't average six point nine yards per oh, carry with the four twenty. That would be Maybe even better. Um, do you have Patrick Mahomes 
and Justin Herbert in these conversations? I did initially. I bumped him down, though. Mm. I bumped him down. So then that means Russ is your number one running quarterback in the AFC West? He is. He is. It's tight, though. Mm. It's tight, though. There are okay. three of four spots in, in one section of the list without giving numbers Those away. Those three yeah. are three of four. Three of the four. Wow. Where's Derek Carr? You just keep scrolling. He's between Jameis Winston and Mac Jones. Okay, yep. I mean, (laughs) typically in my mind, if you're in Mac Jones category, that's a good thing. I will admit for this, though, that is a bad thing. But but I agree with you. And and really quick, Justin Simmons was talking about uh, how good it is that they get to practice against Russ in in this rushing because he says – we, look, we got to play. Uh, we got to play Patrick Mahomes twice. We got to play Justin Herbert twice, and Derek Carr as well. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, there you go. You, you didn't really <laughs> want to say it, but you didn't want to leave him out. Yep. But uh, but in, in all honesty, it, it really does benefit the Broncos' defense getting to go against these guys. Uh, and so you have Mahomes and Herbert in the top half, right? Definitely, yeah. They, they're all in the top half. And uh, mm, okay, so Russ is 10, 10 or eleventh on your list, right? Nine. Nine. Russ is nine. Top ten. I like that. Yep. So guys ahead of him, help me out here. Uh, you mentioned Justin Fields. He's my number five. Okay, fair. Yep. Totally fair. Uh, you just want more answers? Yep. The, these ones are kind of tough to think of, honestly. Number six, I put Trey Lance there. I, I probably oh, should have wow. put Jimmy Garoppolo on this list instead of him. Right. But that's, I mean, it's this list. It's like, very it's very true. Um, if Jimmy's the quarterback, then he's way at the bottom. He sure if, is. If it's Trey Lance, he can absolutely have that dual threat. So I know. I, I'm okay with that. And because when he got in, he ran quite a bit, and it seemed yeah. to work well. Yep. You know, it's one of those questions you have, because when you watch him at NDSU, he looks like Cam Newton out there. Right. But he's the size of Drew Locke. Yep. He's just playing FCS competition. And right. so it's like, how does this <laughs> right, translate? right. right. Him and Justin Fields, I'm kind of betting on them maybe more than I should, but I'm going with it. Also, it, as young players, though, they are just going to be scrambling more, and that's mm-hmm. how they're going to get comfortable as passers in the NFL mm-hmm. is by taking off when their second read's not there totally. instead of going to their third and their fourth. And you can do that if then you're going to develop your game, and that's going to help the process. But if your development stops there and you're running after one read, you're running after two reads like we've seen in Denver these past mm-hmm. couple of years, uh, then that's really going to be tough. And I'd say it's more likely neither of them wind up figuring all of it out than both of them do. Right, definitely, like, oh, 100%. We'll see. Number seven, I've got Daniel Jones. Wow. I, it's so tough, but when wow. they run all the read option stuff and he's running so much no, and the numbers right. back it up, it's like, ah. I, I feel like he goes there. Number eight, Marcus Mariota. Oh, and that's another wow. one where it's wow. like he has like two passing attempts last year and he has 13 rushing attempts or something like maybe 23 right. rushing attempts, something like that. And you're curious when he if he's the starter, when he's the starter, how they're going to use that. Totally. And it's like all these like if you want to put Daniel Jones behind Deshaun Watson and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, it's like I can't really blame you for that either right, right. because Mahomes just has like the magic ability where he shakes and all of a sudden yep. there's nobody on that half of the field. How does that happen? Yep. And, and so it's. It's a weird tier because of how many different play styles just get grouped into each other. Kind of right. like the top tier with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and Lamar. Yeah. It's like so. So you have Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. and then is it Russ? Mariota then Russ. Mariota Russ, and then give me your next five. Um, and then it's Zach Wilson. Okay, fair. Then yeah, uh, be in there. Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and then Ryan Tannehill. Mm, that's fair. That, 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 that's exactly fair. And, and now we may maybe start another drop in, in tears. And I think I think you're pretty darn close. I'd give you a little pushback. I actually think that these three AFC West quarterbacks, I'd probably put them above Mariota just because in terms of a pure runner, Mariota is going to have the stats probably. But I don't think when when we add the scrambling part into this that is and, true. and making time in the backfield in order to to throw, we come on, we've seen what Patrick Mahomes does. Daniel Jones and, fits in that category yeah, too. He could yeah. be down because of that. Yeah, it, it, it's true. So I would probably put all of these guys, probably put Russ right around seven or yeah. something, but kind of the top of the non-true, true running quarterbacks, at least right mm-hmm. now in his career. But let's not forget that Russell Wilson – truly was a running quarterback during a a point in his career. And as we mentioned yesterday, and it's not a very fair stat because of Michael Vick not playing full seasons all the time, but he averages one fewer rushing yard 
per year than Michael Vick does That's in his career, which is crazy. And it just shows, again, Michael Vick didn't play every game yeah. and every season that he played in, but it also just shows that Russ isn't just a guy that can manipulate the pocket with his speed. Mm -hmm. he, he can actually take off and get some yards. He has one, two, three, four, five seasons with over 500 rushing yards, Henry. And and, and when, when we talk about Russ, uh, we, we, we initially think of him as just winning as a passer first. And I just feel like we forget so often how good of a runner he can be. Now, last year, he only ran for 183 yards. It was by far the worst season of his career. So people may point, especially national people may point and say, see, that's the downfall of Russ. Two years ago, he went when he played in all 16 games, was healthy the whole time. He averaged 6.2 yards per carry, had 83 rushes, 513 yards. So yeah. he does have a season where he topped 800 yards. I don't think he's going to be that Russ, but I don't think it's crazy if he has 500 rushing yards, if he has 400 rushing yards Definitely this year. Crazy. So you pair that with then his ability to run around in the backfield mm -hmm. and then still throw the ball, that right there is what makes him a real dual-threat quarterback. Isn't just the read-option stuff. It's that stuff that just throws the defense so off that I think puts him just outside of that first group of legitimately incredible runners. I, I think that's totally right. And, and, you know, there is a difference between your age 30 season and your age 32 season. You know, so, like, when you're talking about two years ago he did it and you kind of see a decline, like, that decline's going to come. And he definitely has declined as a runner. Like, he isn't the same guy he was before. No. But I don't think it's that far off. And I think another part of it is I, I don't know that he wanted to run for that team. And not, not, mm. not for the Seattle Seahawks, but run for the 2021 Seattle Seahawks. It's like, okay, I put my body on the line to get us our ninth win if everything goes well. And so I do think circumstances matter. And I think that... You know, it's the same thing. The other way we could have done these rankings is who runs the most. Who At the end of the year, who is the MVR QB? Oh, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. And it's like if you do it that way, it's like the rushing stats and all that sort of stuff. And the truth is, you know, Josh Allen's not going to be running all that much until December because it's just not worth it to put your body on the line. And then the games really do start to matter. It's like, yeah, if it's this situation, right. I, I can go pick up four yards and I'm going to have to take a bit of a hit. Sign me up. Right. And so you do have those factors leaning in, and that's where this year I do think, you know, at least late in the year, Russell Wilson's going to be running when he has to run. And probably early in the year, too, just to, to kind of set that tone because of how shaky things could be. Um, it's a good point. Just like we talked about those young quarterbacks figuring out their way mm -hmm. in the NFL, they're, they're going to rely on their legs a little more mm -hmm. at first. Russ, well, he's not going to have to rely on his legs when things break down because there, there's bound to be miscommunications, especially early in the season. Yep. Then he can take off. Instead of it being a loss or a, 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 a sack or a throwaway, he could turn mm -hmm. that into a four-yard gain, a seven-yard gain. Yeah, totally. And a note on Justin Herbert, too. Just ironic that this came up, but I saw this morning – He's up to 245 pounds. Really? Apparently, is that intentional? Yeah, I can't remember who tweeted it, but yeah, it was like he's wow. been in the gym all offseason. He's put on weight. So what does that mean for him as a runner? Like it could go one of two ways. Maybe he's now Cam Newton and yeah. these third downs, he's just bowling guys over and we know that he has the legs to do that. Also, are those legs weighed down just a little bit? Yeah, it, it really could be. It's... And when I think of Justin <laughs> Herbert, I think of him uh, as like a f fast Ben Roethlisberger. And in a way yeah, where, I like, I think that weight could make him really hard to sack. But I'm not worried about Justin Herbert on a normal play going off for 12 yards and just breaking out of the pocket on a normal play. Now, it'll happen, especially with yep. the way the Chargers play, by just sending everyone deep. And then he gets by past a linebacker and he goes for 20 yards. But on a normal play, I'm not too worried about it. I'm also not too worried about getting to him in the backfield. Like, Patrick Mahomes... Come on, that guy's so freaking tough. Yeah, he's so tough to get to. And when you get to him, a little easier to bring down than Justin Herbert. Yep. But man, adding those eight pounds, because I eight to ten pounds, because I think Justin was at about two thirty, two thirty five last year. That can make him a lot tougher to bring down. But in terms of a scrambling quarterback, I do think he's third in the yep. AFC West. Totally. I actually have second. It was because he of the weight. Second. Oh. Just, I mean, one spot. He's 12. Mahomes is 13. Those guys could have been way up the list just because they know how to use it. I, I will say, I hate that I have to hate Justin Herbert. Like, Me too. A, a Pac-12 yeah. guy, yeah. like big guy, has like the Aaron Rodgers, 
John Elway almost type of play style where it's like big arm, throw the ball deep, can can do the underneath stuff, roll out of the pocket. Very different personality from Aaron Rodgers, though. I think Fair. there's some family talks there. Fair. Um, I will say there was some beef between him and a prominent member of the Oregon women's basketball team who was there that started a whole feud. That with Rick, Justin Herbert, Herbert, yeah, wow, yeah, there was some real drama, but um, wow. So you do wonder if behind the scenes there might be a little bit more, but yeah, I, uh, I hate to have to hate that guy because he's a good quarterback and watch what you say on this I'm podcast because I've said a couple of things like <laughs> yeah, that. Know, People yeah. don't like it. No, you have not. No, you have not. He's no Russell Wilson. There he's we no go. Russell there Wilson. we go. You've saved yourself, Hank. Those pictures of Russell Wilson yesterday, I just can't believe oh, it. Man. I oh man, I know. I know. I know. And after watching yesterday's practice. He just he doesn't look like he's lost his step. Now again, this was red zone, so he's not breaking out for twenty five yard runs, running past Josie Jewell, and yet you know juking Patrick Sertan. <laughs> uh, it's just short yarded situation, but that's where I see him really helping this team. Totally. Is there? It, it's it's not. You're not going to be asking him to run for twenty five yards on a carry from the twenty five to get to the fifty. That'll happen occasionally, but that's not where you're going to be asking him to do. But man, then I think of Patrick Mahomes because I think in terms of play style, especially behind the pocket, scrambling and running, I think those two are so similar. Yeah, totally. So similar. Totally. And I, it's they make those backbreaking plays. Mahomes in particular, it's easier to think of just because we've watched a lot more of him than we have Russell Wilson in recent years. Yeah. I'm so excited for that to change. But um, it's the fact that on a third and ten. All of a sudden, half the time it feels like a running lane opens up and just like, whoop, there he goes. And now it's the first time. It's like, how does that happen? You covered up Tyreek Hill. You covered up Travis Kelsey. (laughs) You covered up whatever garbage three and four should be wide open because those two are out there. Like, And then he slips right up there. Or or you spy him, and then it winds up somebody comes clean right behind him and breaks a tackle and gets it. Russell Wilson can make those same back-breaking plays. And I'm just so excited for week one. What if if the first drive, just just imagine – they're they're running a stretch run to the to the short side of the field. Turns out it's a bootleg. Rolls back out the other way. Yep. Runs for twenty yards. Yep. Picks up a first down on a second and seven. Yeah, crowd's going crazy. Oh, crowd is going to be going oh. absolutely nuts. <laughs> and also, Russ plays. I don't think we're going to be worried about him taking huge hits. Yeah, because I think he knows how to play that way. I mean, they, I think I saw Jose in the comments said Russ has the third most rushing attempts by any quarterback in NFL history. You do that because you know how to play totally. and you know how to avoid hits and you know when to slide. You, you know when to try to make a move. And, and that, situations. And that, exactly. Yep. And understanding it's third and three in the fourth quarter. Yep. Got to take the hit. Yep. But it's, it's, it's first December and 10, gotta, exactly. like you said, in the first quarter, and you're not taking the hit. Take or, four yards instead of six. Exactly. Exactly. And this year, so statistically – Russell Wilson is better than Patrick Mahomes in terms of a runner. In fact, Russell Wilson over his career, better than any Mm -hmm. rushing quarterback in the NFL right now outside of Lamar Jackson. But we know that things are changing. You know, Kyler Murray's a lot younger. Uh, Josh Allen's a lot younger. You mentioned it. Uh, Russell Wilson's getting up there in age. Right now, though, he's still top 10. And I I like that we did this. An easy top 10 rushing Mm -hmm. quarterback, scrambling quarterback. And Patrick Mahomes... I think this year we could see him add the rushing stats to his resume as well. Two years ago, he had 300. Last year, he had 380. This year, he's probably going to top 400 just because less weapons. He's going to have to do some more things on his own, just like we've seen Russ have to do his time in Seattle where he hasn't Mm -hmm. had the weapons. He's just taken it off himself. So, man, maybe it's just because I've had the bad taste in my mouth of watching Mahomes just be impossible to sack, not necessarily running all over the Broncos, but just being so impossible in the backfield. I'll give the slight edge to Mahomes as being the best scrambler running quarterback in the division. Then it's Russ, then a little bit of drop-off to Herbert, and then pretty massive drop-off to Derek Carr. And that has nothing to do against Derek Carr. He's just not a running quarterback. No. He sure isn't. Uh, that's gonna be fun when so, you get so, to go against him instead. So really quick, I wanna I wanna guess the last five, the bottom. Okay, five. Okay, bottom five. Uh, Tom Brady. Yep, he's last. It, Tom, Tom is last. Okay, I nailed <laughs> he's that 32. one. Thirty-two. Um, no, we've already gone through the AFC West. Um, and you said Herbert or not Herbert Carr was not in that group, right? No, he was twenty-five. 25 okay so just outside of that and that's probably right he, he he's mobile yeah. enough more mobile yeah, um, it's crazy though because like 21 joe burrow it's like 
fairly mobile uh, guy. Right. Tua at 20. But like with Carson Wentz right in front of him. Let's go. It's, Let's I go, mean, baby. they're, they're neighbors. <laughs> they're neighbors. They're neighbors. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, people in the comment section helping me out. I appreciate that. Uh, Matt Ryan. 31. Yep. He's, he's got to be there. Okay, guys, I need your help. Oh, man. Samuel Bisu is saying Mac Jones. Uh, 26. 26. So not bottom five. Let's go, Mac. Um, so we've got the bottom two. That sounds like we're talking about Broncos quarterbacks. <laughs> not does. 20, but not bottom five. Let's exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> that would be something to celebrate the past yeah. many years. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to celebrate that. Yeah. Um, okay. I need help. Who else? 30s, Kirk Cousins. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 Not athletic. 29, Matt Stafford. Yep. Yep. Totally agree with that. 28, Davis Mills. Oh, wow. Would not have thought about Davis Mills. It's so, Crazy thing is, I mean, statistically, he might have been the best rookie quarterback last year. Yep. It's him and Mac up at the top. Yep, yep. It's Which not, is crazy. It's not crazy to say. It goes against everything else that, that people say, where it's like, yeah, you got to have legs to succeed early. Right, it's like, right. Wait a Both minute. Both of those guys, not the case. Man, where do you think Davis Mills ends this year in terms of that quarterback class? Do you think he's still in the top five? Let's see. So you have I, Mac, I'm not willing Justin to Fields, yep. Trey... Zach Wilson and mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. I, I, you have to think Trevor Lawrence is going to move up. Yep, you got to. You, that's still a good Completely bet. I know it's agree. the Jaguars, but they added weapons. We'll, we'll figure it out. I like, I like Doug Peterson as an offensive coach True. for them. Uh, for for him in, sp- mm-hmm. in particular, throw in ETN too, just as a little outlet because yep. they didn't. Yeah, they they've been bad. I think. Give me Mac number one still. Let's go, baby. Mac. You're welcome on the show anytime. Trevor Lawrence, Davis Mills, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Wow. He had, he Davis threw, Mills. I think it was nine touchdowns, two interceptions in the last five games of the season. Wow. And wow. there's like, I think, two 300-yard games in there. He's doing it with Man. the Texans. He's doing it. It's a really good point. Doing it with the Texans. And uh, he, he's doing it when he probably didn't have all the offseason reps. No. Uh, he didn't have the training camp reps. Now he's going to have that. And that's why they're rolling with him for one more year. And it's also pretty smart because then if he doesn't work out, then they have a good pick next year. I know. So that, may, that makes a lot of sense. Something else that makes a lot of sense is checking out our friends over at Lightshade Dispensary, where if you use the code DNVR, you get 25% off all non-sale items at any of their 11 Denver Metro locations, as well as over at lightshade.com. And you got to check out their newest store. It's their biggest store. It's their Barnum location, one block off 6th and Federal, where it's their biggest. And they also have products that aren't sold at other stores, so you want to check that out. And you can get Ripple at any of their stores, which is a fast-acting is dissolvable, and it's clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy, and it starts absorbing within 10 minutes, so you can depend on a consistent experience every single time. So check all they have out to offer over at lightshade.com or any of their 11 stores. Use code DNVR over at Lightshade to get 25% off all non-sale items. Well, Henry, the people want to talk to you, so let's hop into the comment section and first hit a super chat, which is just for you. It's from coming in from Steven says, Hank with tons of exclamation <laughs> marks. Hashtag go Grizz. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for the Grizz. Uh, football season is just the best. There's it so is. many things I'm excited about. I'm excited about the yeah. Broncos. I'm excited yeah. about the Grizzlies. I'm excited to do more work, but also have things to do for my job. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Yes. So yes. just like sit at home and it's like, hmm, should I write about who has the best hair on the team today? I think you should write yes. <laughs> uh, and and do one of those for the Broncos because that's an easy answer with uh, Dulcich. Yeah, I know. Uh, but you should write Moody. about your Madden team that you created. I know. I, yeah. I'm thinking like I'm turning this into content. So am I going to build – all 12 teams the buffs play this year oh maybe wow. a 13th with the bowl game play there through we it go like three hours each 36 hours of work yeah is it justifiable <laughs> the tough thing is you really have to tweak it because like i was playing i was like the, the buffs running back alex Fontenot. he was breaking tackles yesterday i was like that's not what's gonna happen there <laughs> it's like he's good he's good he's good but right he's not doing that and right. so there is a lot of tweaking that needs to be done right yeah if you held within usc with uh seven points maybe you made him too good yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, it was so sad. Like, they hire Lincoln Riley, and yeah. everybody's like, oh, no, see you. They're, they're, and it's like, well, the Buffs have lost all 15 of the games they played against USC. Does anything really change here? That's a really good point. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, and, and that, I mean, unfortunately... It's kind of how it was with the Broncos. You know, it's like, oh, they got Joe Flacco, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Can he change it? It's like, 
No, no. He, he can't. And <laughs> no. of course, the Broncos have done that with about 10 different quarterbacks now. And it's all been the same result, except Henry. Mm-hmm. Now I think there's legitimate belief that Russell Wilson can take the Chiefs down and end the 13-game losing streak. I, if they do it, just imagine the first time they beat the Chiefs. That's when that's when all the expectations change. Yeah. Like until yep. they actually go and beat the Chiefs, it's like, okay, let's let's see what they can do this season. Like when Peyton was here, it was Super Bowl or bust. Yep. Especially after that first year, but even the first year was really good. And I think quickly those feelings probably changed to two Super Bowl or bust. Mm-hmm. With Russell Wilson, it's like, okay, gotta make the playoffs. Probably not you you can't say you're not concerned about missing the playoffs because it's a tough conference. We'll see what happens. But, but I do agree, you have to make the playoffs. You have to make year. the playoffs. And you I think you have to get out of the first round of the playoffs and then see where you are, patch some things, spend a little bit of money on some free agents, figure out what you're doing. It's not a total Super Bowl or bust. You beat the Chiefs that first time you play them, especially, I'm not sure what week it is, 14. Yep. So you have one game off, so that would be your 13th game. So yep. if you beat the Chiefs and you're sitting there at 10-3 and three because of it, oh man, expectations change to Super Bowl or bust. They will. Yep, they, they absolutely yeah. will. And I agree. You, you can't be thinking about winning the Super Bowl or winning the AFC and being in the Super Bowl this mm-hmm. year until you beat the Chiefs. And totally. there is a scenario where you lose both games to the Chiefs in the regular season, mm-hmm. but then you beat them in the AFC championship game. And, man, that would just oh. be an incredible way to end the streak. But, Henry, it, it, the Chiefs own the AFC West until mm-hmm. the Broncos, the Chargers, the Raiders, someone knocks them off because no one has yet. But there's reason to be legitimately optimistic Absolutely. that that's going to happen this year, whether it's the Broncos, whether it's another team. But I agree, until it happens, you you aren't you shouldn't realistically be thinking Super Bowl nope. this year. Nope. We'll, we'll get there. Yep. Take, talk about AFC West. You know, we talk about, okay, beat the Seahawks in the first week. Handle business against the the, the Texans week two. And then beat the 49ers on Sunday Night Football Week 3. Yep. You go 3-0 and through those games. All right. There you go. There's the first step. Then you start talking about, let's win the AFC West. Yep. But, but you kind of have to build up after you win seven games. And that, that's what they're talking about in the building. That's why they're wearing shirts and slogans that say, win the West, is because the West, yep. first, you, you got to win your division to get in the playoffs. And obviously, mm-hmm. you can get it from a wild card. But it's, it's a stepping stone. But also, the winning the West means more than winning the AFC South. Because if you win the West, you have just beat out two, potentially three other Super Bowl contenders. Because I believe the Chiefs and the Chargers are Super Bowl contenders. You just beat them out over the course of a 17-game season. You are legitimately in that conversation. And so that's why the Broncos are using that slogan, not like, go win a Super Bowl, is because (laughs) winning the West is on the path to winning the Super Bowl. Totally. And if you go through this season, say you get a bad break in the playoffs, whatever, you lose out. But you win 11, you win 11, 12, 13 games. Next year you say, yeah, let's go win the Super Bowl. Right. Gotta, yep. let's, let's lay the groundwork here. And if, if things go great this year, then ride the wave. Exactly. And we laid the groundwork with a super chat. Now let's jump into the comment section on the website. First one coming in from Melbourne Bronco says, my boys, I love a pot, double podcast day. Great work yesterday. Okay, hypothetically speaking, what would we have to go wrong at season's end for Russ to say, I'm not happy here, and I'd like to go to another team. Not that I think it would happen. Cheers, and let's ride. Wow. What a dark place to go, Melvin Bronco. But I'm I'm happy that uh, you're rolling with us, and thanks for the nice words. Man, Hank, after one year, what has to happen for us to say I'm out? Um, Let's say, like... uh... Say Justin Simmons punches him in the face in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it has to be Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. It's got to be somebody really important yeah. who punches him in the face in the locker room. Yeah, there, I, I think it's got to be maybe a punch in the face or maybe Justin Sim- or, uh, Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson hate each other. Something mm-hmm. goes wrong. They hate each other. They don't win games. They miss the playoffs. They, go, they have eight or fewer wins yep. and the team comes out and George Payton comes out and stands by Nathaniel Hackett and says, I'm going with Nathaniel Hackett. And then a couple days after the season, Russ says, if you're sticking with Nathaniel, I'm out. This is not going no. to happen. No way. Russ and Nathaniel Hackett have a great relationship, but honestly, Henry, that's the only thing I can see happening because this team isn't winning four games this year where it's like so bad that Russ panics and the only case that happens is if Russ gets hurt, and I'm touching wood right now. Uh, and if that happens, well, that's an excuse for to try it again. He's he's not going to want out. Totally. I mean, it's got to be like a five-win season, something like that. With some like face that. punching. 
With with somebody yeah, getting punched yeah, in the face, like kicked in the crotch, something like, <laughs> like that. that. Yeah. I like that. Pig Tosser sixty six says, "Sorry guys, I love my Broncos, but the only thing in sports I can comment on right now is how horrifying mm-hmm. it must have been for the eighteen thousand Blues fans to sit there and watch Nazem Kadri steal their souls last night. Talk about your all time backfires, ha ha, man, I love it. What a great night. What a great storyline. For those of you who weren't watching, first of all, like." You're, what you doing? What is wrong with you? Are you, you? You're broken as a person. But I think, like to to have death threats to the point where you are escorted, like there's there's a security presence at the hotel, escorted to the arena. Yeah. You come out onto the ice in the arena with police standing around the like the walkway to get like to yeah. get to that point with all the racism that obviously gets thrown in with all of that because he is Muslim. I mean, to go through all of that put three goals in the net in a playoff game to go up 3-1 in front of that crowd. (sighs) And, you know, I I had people in my mentions this morning where it's like, oh, yeah. He had the the quote last night, TNT, where it's like, for for all those who hate, this one was for you. People in my mentions saying like, well, Avs fans are going to boo Matt Duchesne and then talk about the hate. And it's like, yeah, we booed Matt Duchesne. Very different. Because he, because he demanded to be traded from an Avs team. And so guess what? People don't like him. Right. Getting booed is very different than having to have a police presence and having death threats and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, there just aren't many things. This is why you love sports. This yep. is why you watch the whole series. Because for two games, there's the, the, the drama of... Like, first of all, just cheap shots last night. But it starts with the water ball being thrown at him. The... the hockey play that turns out their goalie gets injured I mean, it's just been 48 plus hours now of just hockey chaos and it's it's a wild time yep. there's parts of it they're fun there are parts of it that's just awful but yeah it, that three goals was no, that was one of the man. fun parts is gonna be incredible i mean i couldn't have envisioned the game going any better no. In terms of like an entertainment standpoint, mm-hmm. where they do get down one zero early, and then just an explosive second quarter, but but second period. But you also knew that they were going to have that because they mm-hmm. dominated the first totally. period, just everything but the scoreboard. And then they come out in the in the second period and just boom, 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 Ugh. three right away. And even like when when Kadri's taking the cheap shots, like the double cross check to the back from the Peron, it's like that feels like part of it. Too. Like, right. th- like you don't want to see the poor guy take the cheap shots, but part of the fun is like you're pulling this shit on him, and he's still putting up three goals. <laughs> yeah. Like now we get to say you guys are bad people on top of all this, which just feels even better. Yeah. <laughs> like yep. Yeah. There's the actual dirty player here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, uh, exactly. It's perfect. Next one coming in from Mark It Snatch says, "Hey guys, as comically inept as the Detroit Lions have been in their entire existence, there's bound to be great players that have gone unnoticed by Canton. Case in point, Matthew Stafford. Until he goes to a team that can support him, who comes to mind? Okay, so wow. we're talking Detroit Lions uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame snubs. Let's see. So who's actually in the Hall of Fame from the Lions? There's a start. Boy, that's a great question. You got Calvin Johnson. Yep, he's an easy one." Um, got Barry Sanders. You got Curly Culp. You got Charlie Sanders. You got oh my goodness, how do they have so many? Alex Karras, uh, Alex Wojciechowskis. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Uh, Barry Sanders, Bill Dudley, Bobby Lane, Calvin Johnson, Charlie Sanders, Curly Colt, Dick LeBeau, Dick Lane, Dick Stanfield, Doak Walker, wow. er- Earl Clark. Frank Gatsky, Hugh McElhenney, Jack Christensen, Joe Schmidt, John Henry Johnson, Len Barney, Lou Creekmer, Ollie Matson, Yale Larry. So my takeaway from this wow. list is that we don't need more Lions in the Hall of Fame. We gotta kick some of these guys out. Seriously, we're yeah. talking the Lions. The, the, this gives <laughs> me uh, this gives me more disrespect for the Broncos. Absolutely, more, more Broncos snubs not being in here. No more Lions in the Hall of Fame until the Broncos get whatever number this is. Kick yeah. these guys, Joe Schmidt. I'm sorry. Maybe you're the wrong man to target from this list. <laughs> get him out. Yep. Get him out. You're you're out. Wait, get get half of those guys out. Yeah. I really like that take, uh, Henry. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking at some other lists of uh, lions snubs, and okay. none of them are jumping jumping out. So wow. Yeah. Lions don't need to be in. Lions need to be out until they get some championships. Yeah. If you're looking for something to do this summer, let's uh, start a campaign and get some of these lions <laughs> out of the Hall of Fame <laughs> and replace them with Broncos.
Yes. Mm, there we go. Who, what is the biggest Bronco snub right now? Um, Gratishar? Mecklenburg? Yep. Yep. Yeah, probably Gratishar. I think, unfortunately. Yeah. So but either of those guys actually. Weird Gratishar story. Oh. There was a there was a Best Buy that opened up in the next town over uh, up in Montana when I was probably 7. Um big deal obviously, like getting a Best Buy <laughs> up there. Of course. Um it was a massive deal. It came uh, like 2 years before we got our second grocery store, which was also a big deal. But um Randy Gratishar was up there like signing things for the opening of the store. Like, no ties to Montana at all. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I've got a hat signed by Randy Gratishar. Did so, you yeah. know he was going to be there when you went? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. That's, okay. Why, we okay. That's why we went. So it worked. <laughs> it was smart at Best Buy to bring Oh, absolutely. Out. <laughs> I'm sure we bought... No, nah, I don't think we bought anything. But, yeah, you uh, yeah. just went there for the hat. Also, yeah. Randy G. Yeah. Randy Gratishar. Randy Gregory. Mm. Could he take over the Best Randy G moniker? No. Yeah. No, man. Not. How good would he have to be <laughs> I know. to do that? I don't know if he has enough time in his career to do that. I don't think so either. I, I will say I do have the uh, Randy Gregory Defensive Player of the Year bet made. Ooh, it's like plus 6,000. Yeah, I like those odds. I know. It's like, why not? Man. Chances of him putting up 17, 18 sacks, getting in the conversation. <sighs> it's it's better than plus 6,000. So I like it, that. Exactly. Yeah, it might even yeah. be plus 6,500. Um, that's, that's a great bet. I yeah. like that for a value play crazy thing bradley chubb 12th best defensive player of the year odds in the league no ties or anything that's crazy yeah that i i certainly like the plus 6500 more. better than like the plus 1500 or whatever yep, that is yep, exactly because because the talent is there for Absolutely. randy gregory it's just many issues that have kept yeah. him off the field from injuries from off the field stuff uh and he's already dealing with an injury mm -hmm. now so that's why he's yeah. it's plus 6500 <laughs> yeah but i mean like one policy that he broke over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Policy's gone. Yep. Just, yep. <laughs> just that, yep. that retroactively, he could have played a bunch of games back he there. He could have. He could have. <laughs> and I think <laughs> last comment coming in from C Duds twelve eighty five says, "My boys, DraftKings didn't realize that I don't work for DNVR and sent me a bag of cash wow. too, plus nine hundred parlay after a fifty percent profit boot hit." Then I hammered the abs during halftime last night at plus 100. So shout out to DK Sportsbook. Also, wanted to share my... Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we all brought home the cash this weekend. Also, halftime? Uh, yeah, I think you meant after the first period. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Football because, guy, football podcast, we'll let slide. Because down 1-0, they were plus 100 then. Oh, okay. There Man, we go. that was easy. That was an easy at bet. Halftime. Great bet. Yeah, at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> also wanted to share my RK-inspired phenom er, uh, premonition that week mm. one, Dulcich gets behind the linebackers for a catch and splits the safeties for a touchdown from about 30 yards away. Can't explain mm. it, but I can see it happening every time I think about the Broncos blowing out Seattle week one. The Colts Swindell song has also been playing nonstop in my truck since RK talked about it on the pod. The Denver Broncos are back, baby. As always, I appreciate everything y'all do to keep my mind occupied during my rides to and from work every day. Go DNVR and go Broncos. And thank you, C-Dutz, for riding with us. And man, uh, it's not crazy to, to have that premonition because yesterday, Greg Dulcich did have a touchdown in those red really? zone drills. Not a 30-yarder, but he did have a touchdown. Okay. I feel like you, you run like the, the corner run the corner again, then yep. hit him with like a like a seam, maybe like kind of posty, cut yep. inside. Yep, exactly. See how you could get that safety outside. Yep, ex exactly. That that's exactly right. And he was he was really all over the place. He was inside, he was outside, mm -hmm. and man, he just he looks like a natural pass catcher in the NFL already. Also, no idea who Cole Swindell is, but just based on the context of been playing in my truck, and also since RK talked about it on the pod. I have a feeling I would really hate Cole Swindell. Yeah. <laughs> but those two context clues right there make me think, no, not my type of music. It uh, it sounds like country, doesn't it? Cole Swindell. Yeah. Cole yep. Swindell. Just confirmed he is country. Yeah. Does he have kind of a, a half beard, kind of like uh, some, some scruff? You know what? He, he's actually got a Hank beard. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. I was yeah. off then. I thought you'd have kind of that shadowy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't. Wow. He actually, you look just like him with the facial hair. He looks like Brett Kane. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, nonstop in my truck since RK talked about it. Yeah. Those, Too bad those signs. Are, yeah, I, I agree. Those are bad signs. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast more than Henry enjoys Cole Swindell. 
I think I hate that man. <laughs> this might be. Wow, I hadn't even known of him five minutes, five seconds ago, and he hates him now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Henry, I've really enjoyed having you on the mm -hmm. pod with me today. Thank you all so much for rolling with us. If you're watching live on YouTube, hit us with a thumbs up, subscribe, turn on alerts so you know when we're going live. Because, like I said, when Broncos are in season, we're always going live at different times, and we want to make sure that you're tuning in with us. For everyone that tuned in in the comment section, thank you guys so much. Henry, thank you for joining us. We'll be back with you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Have a terrific Tuesday. One last